You're my shepherd, you're my keeper, my provider. 
Father, you're for me. Fear will never conquer me, 'cause I belong to Jesus. I'm never alone. I'm never abandoned. Fear you'll never conquer me, 'cause I belong to Jesus. Amen. I belong to Jesus. Hello, everybody. How are you? Good morning. Welcome. Welcome, one and all. This is Rise Up here on LFA TV. This is episode number 113 already. Can you believe it? Episode number 113 on our way to 200. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm so happy that you're here today. I, I pray that you got a chance to watch yesterday's movie with your family. If you haven't yet, uh, it's recorded and it's there for you to watch. Um, yeah, 113 already, Bad Moon. Isn't that incredible? 113 times we've, uh, you know, we've woken up together, we've rised up together, risen up together, I guess is the word to say. And um, Jax132 said, I can't believe that May is already almost gone. I know, it's getting faster and faster, but I figured it out, folks. You know how fast, you know, life goes really fast, right? And we're always trying to slow it down. Well, last week I did a, an episode here on Rise Up where I said, stop you know, worrying and planning so much about future things and, you know, keeping your mind set on future things. Because all that does is it, it, is it kind of, you know, subconsciously makes the time go really fast. So if you want to slow it down, live for the moment, live for today. And I'm not saying don't plan for the future. A lot of people said, well, how do you expect us to ever know anything if we don't plan for the, you know, you know, you know, Get, get things correct and achieve things that we don't plan for things. That's not what I was saying. What I was saying was focusing so much on future things. You don't have to sit and worry and have anxiety and wonder if it's going to work out or, or wonder if you're going to achieve what you were going to achieve. Just take every day as it comes, and it will slow life down for you a little bit. You won't go, wow, it's already May. And here's the other way to slow it down. Live for God. Live for Jesus. Do most of your things during the day for him. Not just because you want to be nice. Do it knowing that God is watching above. So if that's spreading the gospel, opening the door for somebody, saying God bless, you know, uh, talking about scripture with people, uh, finding different ways to interject the love of God. When you hear strangers talking about, man, this is the greatest day. This is a beautiful day outside. I go, yeah, God made a wonderful, wonderful earth, didn't he? You know what I mean? There's ways that you can constantly give things to God all day long. And I noticed that when you do that, it kind of prolongs the day, not physically, not, re- not in reality. It's not prolonging time, but it's prolonging your perception of time. And it's uh, not, 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 I shouldn't say that. Your, your perception of time feels prolonged is what I should say. Because you're savoring every moment for what it is. You're savoring the present for what it is. And, you know, that movie that we played yesterday, What If, it's a good representation of a guy's life with God and a guy's life without God. And then, you know, living both of them and realizing, wow, the life I lived with God is so much better, so much more fulfilling. It means so much more than a life I lived without God. And, all, and, and here's the crazy thing about it is when you're walking a life with Jesus, when you're in a journey with Jesus and you just, I don't know, take a day or two away from it, it feels like forever. It feels like you're not on the right path forever. You know what I mean? That's why I always say, how can anybody who has become a Christian, who has opened their life up to Jesus 
and walked with him. How can anybody go back and walk without him? Now, I know that we all experience moments in the day where we do that, but I'm talking about an extended period of time. Jeremy, how did you, that when you were in solitary, how did you do that when you were in solitary confinement? Well, I didn't. I didn't have Jesus. I didn't have God. Just didn't, I didn't, I didn't have him in my life. So I, 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 I coped the only way I could know, I knew how to cope. And that was just to survive. And I brought, and, and, and I took on a lot of bad habits doing that too. I took on a lot of bad habits, had a lot of, um, you know, changed my personality in order to fit a survival mentality. Um, so had I had, had I known that I could walk with Jesus back then, it would have been a very different, you know, 13 months in solitary confinement. I can tell you that. Folks, we are approaching 800 people watching here on Rise Up this morning. I want to thank you all very much. Uh, I want to encourage you to continue to share the stream. Click that Rumble button. Rumble is kind of working itself out. It's getting fixed here and there a little bit, so that's good. We're not experiencing the freezing issues that we're experiencing. Now if we could just fix the, uh, you know, I can't find the video problem, that would be the next best thing. Jeremy, I was away at graduation and miss you all, the Lord. Miss you all and the Lord, because it was too hectic to get all my prayers in, said Jane. Well, I'm glad you're here now. I'm glad you're here now. Uh, Annette says, I'll have to watch the movie later. I was doing um, apid treatments on my trees and newly pregnant daughter came over. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Mary said, I wish we had all known you, Jeremy. You would have had so much mail. I know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? The guards would have been like, you got more mail. You got more mail. You got more mail. Uh, and folks, I want to say uh, thank you to everybody who watched our weekend um, content. Uh, Trumpet Daily, Ava Chen and her new show, Whistleblowers, and of course yesterday's Faith and Family. That's t- three new shows that will be here every weekend moving forward. And Trumpet Daily, if you missed their show going after Obama, you need to watch that show Saturday. You need to go back and you need to watch Trumpet Daily on Saturday here on LFA TV because the whole thing was connecting Obama to everything and they went after Obama hard. And that's what I love about Stephen Flurry and their organization is they absolutely despise Barack Obama. So they were they did an amazing job. What a great show Saturday. Definitely um Definitely deserves a watch. Trumpet Daily. And of course, you can get these publications in the mail, these magazines. They're really awesome. As you can see, it says Trumpet Ready for War with Trump on the front. You can get these absolutely free by signing up for Trumpet Daily. So big shout out to them. The Saturday shows were great. Definitely great new additions here to LFA TV. Uh, Annette says, wow, I need to watch that. Yeah, you do. Trumpet was on fire. Ava was on fire. Great shows and um, definitely worth the watch. Definitely worth the watch. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We have about 900 people watching here this morning. Uh, Bacard says, I missed that. Well, you definitely should go watch it when you get the time. Godchick said, I heard the big guy was Obama. Well, the big guy went in that reference was actually Joe Biden. But yeah, the true big guy is definitely Obama. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I titled today's show, Giving In Is Not Giving Up. There's a very, very important message behind that. Giving in is not the same as giving up, okay? All right, here we go. <sighs> My Lord and Heavenly Father, what a blessing. What a, what, a, what a sign of mercy and grace 
that you show us every day by not only being alive, but being able to connect with each other in such a wonderful fashion here on Rise Up, a podcast, nay, a Godcast dedicated to you and your message. Lord, we are so thankful. And we give you praise from the highest, from all of us. As you humble us today, Lord, and bring us ever closer to the journey that you have for us with Jesus, we thank you so much. And Lord, we also thank you for today's message. Giving in is not giving up. We humans have a lot of pride, Lord, which you know. It's very hard to set that pride aside and do what's right and sometimes set the pride aside in order to obey you, Lord. Help us understand that today as we try to get through today's message. Help us understand that as we get through today's verse of the day. Many times in the Bible, you tell us to obey our leaders, respect our leaders, regardless of who they are, because they're there for a reason and you put them there for a reason. And Lord, again, help us navigate through today's message so that when we come out the other side, and we have a little bit better of an understanding that giving in is not giving up. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Giving in is not giving up, folks. And we're going we're gonna to touch on that today. But we're, what we're going to do today right away, though, is we're going to jump in to our morning devotional. We are 17 minutes past the hour. Uh, and before we jump into the morning devotional, I want to give live shout-outs to everybody who's watching the show right now. So if we could pull up that Rumble chat. Uh, we have Bumblebee said, Jeremy, good news, bad news situation. Good news is my birthday. Oh, it's your birthday today, Bumblebee. Bad news, my 95-year-old grandma died on Friday, but she was a devout Christian. So she's all good. Well, I want to say I'm sorry that you've lost a loved one. That's hard to do, hard to go through. But like you said, 95 years old, long life, Christian, definitely on her way to better places, already there um, than we are. And we'd like to say happy birthday to you as well. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bumblebee. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Good morning, Halloween. Good morning, Buck Buster says, good morning, LFA family. I'm currently watching my youngest granddaughter graduate at her private Christian school right now. So unable to chat, but I wanted to say hello to everyone. Well, thank you, Buck Busters. God bless, man. God bless. Uh, don't let the devil steal your joy, knowing we are all safe with Jesus. Amen. And uh, keep that joy always. Amanda Collins, what a beautiful morning. It sure is. Hola, Jeremy. Hola to you, too. Hi from Illinois. Good to see you. Um, Annette uh, KC, good to see you. I'm sorry for your loss, says Cindy Lou Who to Bumblebee. Driving and listening. Um, Amst Span said, I saw Trumpet Daily Saturday. It was great. I was deplatformed on Facebook on September of 2020 because I was saying Obama was going to steal the election. Well, there you go. Uh, watch Trumpet Daily and you'll see all that. So you were right. Obama preaching fraud is more natural than truth. <laughs> That's true. I love you, Jeremy. Kendra from Aggie Land, Texas. Well, hi, you, Kendra. I love you, too. God bless. Melanie from Georgia. Of course, we love our Melanie. Call you from Georgia. Love you so very much. It's Sue's birthday, too. Well, it looks like we have to sing another happy birthday to Sue before we get into it. So let's do that now. You ready? LFA family, it's Sue's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sue. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sue. 
God bless you. All right, let's get to one minute prayer for dads, okay? One minute prayer for dads, keeping in mind always what the title of the show is, which is giving up is not giving in, or giving in is not giving up, I should say, my bad. Giving in is not giving up, okay? Sometimes we have to uh, know where, where we are in the battle and in the war. Sometimes we have to give little battles. We have to give up the battles to win the war, and that's what we're kind of talking about today. So here's what I want to read from page 126. It's actually from Psalm 5112, page 126 of One Minute Prayer for Dad, and Psalm 5112, serving the God who restores. Restore me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Now, before we get into this, I have to ask you, okay? I have to ask you. Um, you guys know that your life is never going to be perfect, correct? You guys know that your life is never going to be void of sickness, illness, problems, bad news, disease, death. We are human. God says in the Bible, it's not if we experience trials, problems, troubles, anything like that. But when we know it's coming, that's why God wants us to be in a relationship with him. So that when, not if, it comes, then we are prepared. We have the right tools to navigate through whatever issue it is, right? That includes what we're going through in America right now. That includes a coup of a duly elected president. That includes an illegitimate person who is comparable to a crazy person dressed in women's clothing, standing in the middle of the street, screaming at the sky, not knowing who he is. We get that. That includes a supply chain issue. That includes an invasion of a southern border. All this that we're going through was never an if, but a when. We know we're going through it. We knew we were going to have to go through it. It's not maybe exactly it, but we're in this situation now. And it's for God to teach us something, to bring us through something, so that he can restore all the salvation, joy, and everything that we're working for. But there is something to be learned through all this. Not only for us the conservative, not only for us, the Christian, but for us as we, the people who may not have been in the know who we call normies. And Trump even said when he left that tarmac on January 20th of 2020, you are, we as a whole, as a country are going to experience some of the worst things we've ever experienced. We're going to be brought through a trial for sure. But he said in the end, when it's all done, He said, people, everyday people are going to wake up to the corruption. And I'm paraphrasing here, but they're going to wake up to the corruption. They're going to wake up to the evil and they are going to be flocking and begging to have him back. Do you remember when he said that again? Paraphrasing. Donald Trump seemed to know. Then what we're all talking about now. And that is sometimes. You're going to have to go through some really bad stuff in order to bring people through a situation that gives them knowledge and humbles them. Think about this. You want to talk about being humbled. Imagine yourself, just for a second, a TDS Trump-hating loser. Imagine yourself as that. Now, some of you were at one time. So all you have to do is just go back in the past and remember. Imagine going through all of that 
hating Donald Trump, hating his tweets, hating patriots, hating Christians, hating conservatives, hating what they stand for, hating people that are pro-life. Imagine that. And then imagine getting brought through all of what we're experiencing right now. And then you say, I cannot wait for Trump to come back. I'm voting for him this time. Now, I can tell you that I know hundreds. Let me repeat that word one more time. Hundreds of people who what I just said applies to them. I know hundreds of people that used to hate Trump that are now on pins and needles waiting to vote for him again. That is the kind of transformation that God does to people when he brings them through very uncomfortable situations that, by the way, he does not bring to you. Your decisions and life brings to you. When I say God brings you through those things, I don't mean God is saying, come on, let's go through the, let's go through the quicksand. Come on, let's go through these traps. Come on, let's go through this pain. God says, no, you're going to go through them. I'm going to be with you, though. And while I'm with you, you're going to learn things. You're going to be humbled. You're going to drop to your knees. You're going to pray to me. And you're going to see the light. Race mom says, I agree. I know some people that are saying the same. Exactly. I know hundreds. So if I know hundreds, imagine how many thousands, tens of thousands, possibly millions are out there saying the same exact thing. Sometimes people need to be brought through something and experience it on their doorstep in order for them to even think about changing their mind. And do you think that you're immune to that because you're a, you're a Christian? Do you think you're immune to that because you already know that Donald Trump is the man for the job? No, you're not immune to that. As a matter of fact, you're going through the same thing everybody else is going through on top of whatever your own problems are. So God, again, is not bringing you through that to wake you up to Donald Trump or to get you to vote for Donald Trump. I just use that as an example. He's doing other things with you. He's doing other things with you. Again, those people voted for, for, for Biden and not for Trump thinking that Trump would do the, or that Biden would do the better job. You voted for Trump knowing Trump would do the better job and you still got screwed over. So you're being brought through the same thing they are. Your perspective is different though. What do I mean by that? Well, their perspective is, wow, I can't believe I voted for Biden. Now I'm going to vote for Trump. That's their perspective. Your perspective is, wow, I can't believe they stole the election from us. I can't believe that these people are in charge. I cannot believe that these corrupt losers are the ones telling me what to do. But God tells you, that you are still to respect those people as leaders. Not as people, but you're still supposed to obey their leadership. Why? Why? Why would God tell you that? Why would God tell you that you are to at least respect the leaders that are there, even if they are corrupt? Can I remind you of a man named Jesus? Now, I'm not saying respect them as in to praise them. I'm saying is, hey, Duly elected, legitimate or, or illegitimate, that man's the president. And I respect the office of the presidency no matter what. It's hard for me to say that. Even sitting here right now, 
It is hard for me to say that. Even though I know God tells us that we're supposed to act that way. And it's still hard for me to say that. And I'm going to tell you why. Do you think Jesus was right in submitting himself to the laws of the Pharisees? You think he was right in doing that? You think that was the right thing to do? Well, if you think like we think in the flesh with our pride, then no, we would say that wasn't the right thing to do. He should have put them all in their place. But we all know that if he, had he done that, we'd all be dead. None of us would have a, po- a possibility of getting to God. None of us. Jesus does not respect cheaters, will not respect a lie. T. Mitchell, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. You don't have to respect the leaders, but he respected the leadership. He respected the law of the land. He respected their decision to kill him and literally... Shan says, I, never, I will never say that I don't agree, Jeremy. I will never submit to anything or anyone that's illegitimate. Then that's okay. You're not, you're disobeying God then. You don't have to. But you're the person, Shan, who cannot put your pride aside enough. Joe Biden is illegitimate. We respect him as a person, but the office, if not his. Well, that, that's, exa- that's exactly right. We don't respect him as a person. The office isn't legitimately his. But right now, whether you like it or not, he's the president of the United States, isn't he? You must do what's required. And if you say you can't, then you're just disobeying God. Jophef says you're wrong, Jeremy. Okay, okay. Well, let me me read something for you here real quick, okay? Here we go. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and the gentle, but also the unjust. Hmm. Wow. For this is a gracious thing. When mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it when you sin and are beaten or punished for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. Now, a lot of people are saying, Joe isn't my master. You're still not getting it. Still going over your head. Respect the office, not the person. Amen. Joe Biden isn't my master. Again, not getting it. Because I can go to Romans 13 and tell you about elected leadership that connects right to this verse. You only read one scripture, said Jopop. I said there's plenty of scripture showing those standing up against authority when they become tyrannical or ungodly. Didn't say you couldn't stand up to them. Again, you're getting ahead of the cart. You're putting the, hor- the horse in front of the cart or the, the cart in front of the horse. Didn't say that you couldn't. I said that you must know when to submit to leadership. And when God has you rise up against those people, that is your time to do that. But until that time comes, you must submit to masters, leadership, elected officials, everybody. Because if you don't, then the, then the corrupt FBI is going to come after you and put you in prison. So many of you cannot put your pride enough aside to understand exactly what that verse says and what Romans 13 says. 
I don't like it any more than you do. But again, if we go if we go by what some of you are saying, then why did Jesus do it? Jesus knew that the Pharisees were wrong. Jesus knew the Sadducees were wrong. Jesus knew the elected leaders in that time in Rome were wrong because there was a, there was a republic there. Jesus knew all these people were in the wrong. So are you saying that Jesus was wrong to submit to their rule? Are you saying that Jesus was wrong to submit? Jeremy, I love you, but definitely don't agree with you about this. You don't have to agree with me. You're not agreeing or disagreeing with me, Shan. That's what you're not getting. You're disagreeing with what God is telling you to do. We cannot submit to unrighteous leaders. Then Jesus did wrong, what you're saying, CQ. You get that? Sometimes this is a hard show because it's hard conversation, okay? Hard show because it's hard conversation. Was Jesus in the wrong to submitting to wrong authority? Hmm? Was Jesus in the wrong to submitting to the Jews, to the elected leaders and the unelected leaders and the religious rulers? Was he wrong? There was a rule to get the vaccine. Did you get it, Jeremy? That wasn't a rule. That wasn't a rule. That wasn't a mandate. There's no mandate to get the vaccine. And no, I didn't get it. Nope. There was a rule to wear masks. Didn't do that either. Those were not mandates. We were not made to do that. Those were suggestions. Very, very rough suggestions. I'll tell, I, will, I will admit that. I will admit that. So again, let me ask you the same question. Was Jesus wrong by letting the people kill him? Because if you say that he was wrong, well, then I guess there's really not much more to talk about, right? All, what I'm talking about, yeah, mandates are not laws, exactly. Mandates are not laws. So they mandated you leave your home. Would you do it? Not to leave your home? A mandate is not a law. See, a law has to be done by the people of the nation, in, in America anyway. The law, a law has to be passed by the people of the nation. And God chick is right. You either believe and follow all of God's word or you don't. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I knew this was going to be a rough situation. I knew this was going to be a rough topic to talk about. I knew this was going to be rough. I knew there was going to be people that did not agree with what I said. But this is why this show convicts people, because you're wrong, and the Bible's right. I'm wrong. You think every time that I go against and disrespect the elected leaders and, 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 and say the things that I say that I'm in the right? I'm not in the right. I'm not. God tells us that we should submit until the time is right because we need to suffer as Jesus suffered. S. Finelli says, no, he wasn't wrong. He was following what his father told him to do. Isn't that what we're doing right here? Isn't that what we're doing right here? Jesus was not wrong. It was a part of God's plan, just like we are living out God's plans today. Exactly. So my question is, do you think it was not God's plan to have Joe Biden, the guy who can't fill four circles, to steal an election? See, here's the problem with America. We think we're better than everybody else. We think that we have 
more say so than everybody else. And we think that we're up on a pedestal above everybody else. Now, while I'll, I'll admit that we are a blessed nation because we built our nation off the Bible. As a nation, maybe not us, maybe not you, maybe not me. Sometimes, yes. But as a nation, we've gotten so far off the beaten path. We need course correction. And in only, the only way for us to have course correction is to suffer. And wouldn't you say that we're suffering right now? What happens through this suffering? We expose evil. What happens when we expose evil? Everybody starts waking up. What happens when everybody starts waking up? Everybody starts understanding the difference between good and evil. And when people start understanding the difference between good and evil, more people run to God than any time before. When you are experiencing times of trials, times of suffering and tribulation, all that, more people run to God than in any other time. Why is that? Why do we, why, why is that? Because there's nowhere else to run. You have to run back to what is constant. You have to run back to what is uh, righteous. And sometimes the only way to know that you are living in an unrighteous life or an unrighteous town or an unrighteous home is for it to knock on the door. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying that Joe Biden comes out and says, yeah, you got to get a shot. You have to go get it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is obey, obey the laws of the land. Obey the laws of the land. And in America, it wasn't a law to get the shot. It wasn't a law to wear a mask. It wasn't a law to make sure you stay in your home. Had it been a law, then yes, the Bible tells us to obey it. In America, we obey the law, not one person. We obey the law. So in America, we are to obey the law and we are to respect the law and we are to respect the process in which that law was put into place and signed into law. I'm not saying you have to respect, or I shouldn't say respect. I'm not saying that you have to bend the knee to Obama or Biden or any of those people. In America, we don't have kings and queens and, 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 and a one leader. In America, we have the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and we have a process in which laws are passed. So in America, we are to submit to our process of lawmaking and submit to those laws. That doesn't mean that we sit in our homes and do nothing. That doesn't mean that we don't speak up. And that doesn't mean that we don't rise up. It means we do it within the boundaries of the law because that's what God tells us to do. Now that I brought it back full circle, the people that were disagreeing with what I was saying, submit to. Do you maybe see it in a little different light now that I've finished the monologue of the, of the show? Until the law goes against God's law. Amen. There you go right there. That's the one time that you do not have to submit is if it goes against God's law. Jesus was not wrong. He was obeying his father. Amen. Amen. The only time that you don't have to submit is if it goes against God's law. But if it does not go against God's law, then God tells you, you must submit to the law of the land. You have to submit to the law of the land when you go abroad, don't you? You can't go and break the laws of Saudi Arabia because you're an American, can you? No. You would get charged 
tried, and punished the same way a person of that land is punished. If you go back to Deuteronomy, okay? I knew this was going to be a hard topic today. If you go back to Deuteronomy, each time that Moses is going through different people's lands, the first thing he tells him to do is first ask. Ask if it's okay that you go through their land because it's their land. Then if they do let you go through that land and you spend any and you spend any time in that land, it tells you to obey the laws of that land and if you don't, you will be punished justly. Even if it was against the policies, procedures and rules and laws of the people of Moses, as long as it wasn't against God's law, God told them to ex- uh, to to um, respect the laws of that land and to follow the laws of that land as a foreigner. So yes, we are all to obey the laws of the land and respect the laws of the land. No, it only works that way when you come from another country and come to America and you can do whatever you want. Amen, Jane. You are 100% right there. You're not respecting Biden the person. You're Biden the person. You're respecting Biden the position. Well, yes, you are. But in America, it's a little different. Like I said, we don't have a king or a ruler or a dictator. So we don't have to say you're, you know, respecting Biden or the law, but you are respecting the process in which we make our laws and our governing body here in America. So it's a little different here than it is, you know, abroad and other places. But that's what I was trying to get to today. Giving in is not giving up. I disagree. God's law rules over all. No, it does. I, that's what I said. I don't know if you're saying you disagree with me or somebody else. It would be nice if the government would follow the law. Amen. I agree. There's so much corruption in the government. They think they are above the law. That's right. That's right. And so what happens when all these corrupted people are given this position of power, or excuse me, they steal this, these positions of power? What happens to us in the land? Well, we suffer. We suffer. And when we suffer, we start getting convicted. Some of us, not all of us, maybe all of us. And when we start getting convicted by the Holy Spirit and God, we run towards God. Let me ask you a question. Do you respect the Supreme Court's decisions? I know a lot of you would say sometimes. So let's go to Roe v. Wade. Supreme Court made a great decision there, didn't they? Didn't they? For half the country. But I bet you agreed with it then. I agreed with it. I don't agree with all of their rulings. But in that ruling in overturning Roe v. Wade, I agreed with it. Half the country did not. Half the country wants to burn the country down. Do you think they should be allowed to do that? Do you think the left should be able to burn the country down because they did not agree with the Supreme Court's decision? 
I'm just waiting for some answers here before I move on. They're all corrupt also. I agree. People are saying, no, they don't respect their decisions. Roe v. Wade is not God's law. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think the, the left should be able to burn the country down because they disagree. I don't think the left should be able to burn the country down because they think that that goes against every moral compass in the world. Now let's flip the script. Do you think we should be able to burn the country down if we disagree with rulings at the Supreme Court level? What if they ruled that it's okay to go cross state lines to get a gender-affirming care for a minor? We wouldn't want that, right? And we'd want to burn half this, we'd want to burn the country down. My point is, folks, in order to have a society that works within the law, we must respect how those laws are made and who, and not, not necessarily in America who made those laws, but we must respect the law that's on the books in order to have a country that works. There's always going to be people that disagree, but we have to respect the process until we change the process. We have to. Now, and again, in America, we don't have leaders and rulers We have the people that make the body of law. So that's what we are to respect and bend the knee to as far as, you know, giving in but not giving up here. Now, when I say giving in, I'm saying you're going to give in some battles. You're going to lose some battles. You're going to lose border battles. You're going to lose court cases. That doesn't mean you give up, but that means you operate within that law in order to fight back. That's the whole point here. Otherwise, You are not doing a godly thing. You are going against God's grain and doing things for your own prideful desires. My own prideful desires. Meemaw said Deuteronomy 28.43. Let's look that up. Let's look that up. Deuteronomy 28.43. I don't know what that is right off the top of my head. But we're going to go read it now. Is that what it said? Deuteronomy 28.43? I don't see a Deuteronomy 28.43. You sure that's the right? Oh, there we go. Here we go. The sojourner who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. Great verse. Great verse. What I'm saying here, folks, is that we have a law of the land here. We must respect that law. And we must live within that law even when we rise up and fight back. Our law of the land is the Constitution. If anything supersedes the Constitution or goes against the grain of the Constitution or goes against the grain of the Bible, then you have the right to rise up against it. However, you must operate within the laws of your land, your state, by God's rule, anyway, by God's, if you're going to obey God, in order to do it. You can't just take it upon yourself and do it how you want. Not, and not if you want to be rewarded righteously. Now, if you don't care about being rewarded righteously and you're going to do it how you're going to do it and you're going to take it into your own hands to do whatever you got to do to get back to the way you wanted things to be, you're going to suffer for that. And trust me, folks, nobody is more upset to follow that, <laughs> follow those laws of God than me. I want to do things unorthodox in order to get things back the way they were, but I would be wrong in doing so. 
I would be wrong in doing so. It's a pretty powerful subject we're talking about today, submitting to, 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 to the rule of law and, and submitting to leadership. Um, I think you have to define what submitting and respect means in that, you know, in that context. But either way, it's going to be something that you and I do not like. That's the differentiates us from the left, though. We are not going to squander our moral compass in order to get what we desire. That is the biggest difference between us and the left. So a lot of you that say, I, have no, I don't agree with that, I think you subconsciously do agree with it. You just don't agree in the way I said it when I first started. But I think you agree with me. Shan, I think you actually agree with me. I just think that you were speaking out from a different perspective than I was giving it to, than I was giving it in. Uh, nope, the left don't agree with left burning the country down, but they do it anyway. Who's going to stop them? Well, it is up to us to stop them. It is us to up, uh, up to us to stop them, but it's not up to us to do the same thing they do. That's what they want us to do. Squander our moral compass and become like them. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're coming full circle and getting back to the root of this conversation. They want us to be like them. Satan wants to knock us off our natural, narrow path of Jesus and bring us down to his level so that we do what they do when we disagree with what leadership is doing. And if we do that, they win. I'm not saying we don't fight back. I'm not saying we don't rise up. I'm not saying that we don't get together and go against the grain. What I am saying is until we have those positions of leadership again, we must live in the lane that our leadership has created. Our Congress, our House of Representatives, our Senate, our executive branch, our judicial branch. It's very hard, isn't it? I do agree with what you're saying now. I disagree with a couple comments made earlier. Probably miscommunication. Well, that's why we must be patient. I always, it, one thing that I'll always do, if I start saying something here, if I start out a subject, nine times out of 10, I'm going to say something very, very harshly so that we immediately start disagreeing. And once we immediately start disagreeing, we immediately cause conversation to happen and when we cause conversation to happen then we can actually get somewhere and that's what I love about life from America and that's what I love about this show rise up again like if I were to talk about non-denominational churches and how we need to get to that I would immediately start talking about the Catholic Church why because I know that's going to hit a nerve I know it's going to hit a nerve if I start talking about something that most of you embrace or a lot of you embrace it's going to hit a nerve until you understand what I'm getting at Otherwise, kind of like just going through the motions. I like to cause confrontation. I'm a confrontational person. But I've learned to use that skill to do that in a positive way and not a negative way. I cause controversy on purpose so that we can get to the nitty gritty. So that you can say things that are really on your mind, coming from your heart. But when we actually have the dialogue, we understand where I was getting at. And that was this. 
Never, ever, ever, ever compromise your moral compass in God and never go against what God is telling you you should do in order. What is that? Oh, something fell. And never compromise what you, what God is ordering you to do and how he's ordering you to do it. And yes, sometimes you're going to have to suffer. We're suffering right now, wouldn't you say? Let's stop being about revenge and start thinking about avenge. Stop being a person who wants revenge and start start being a person who actually avenges. Oh, wretched man says, I don't fall for it. That's because you've been here long enough to know, right? We can win by doing things the right way. We can win by respecting the law in which we live in. So meaning this, the country is dying right now, right? The country's dying because of the leadership that we have, right? The country is suffering, right? Now let me stop. Let me flip the script for a minute. I see that, Jeremy, but also be accepting of others' opinions. I am, I am, I am accepting of other people's opinions. When they're when they can be patient and get through the dialogue and then give their opinion. Because what happens when you uh, give the opinion before the statement was even really made? You know what I mean? You start, we start having uh, an argument about something that's not, that we don't even disagree on. Um, getting back to the country's dying. The country is dying. The country is suffering. But what, are, what, what else are we experiencing because of that? A Jesus revolution. We are experiencing a Jesus revival unlike we've seen in 40 years. Why? Do you think that's just because more people are doing podcasts? No. Do you think because Rise Up exists? No. We can't get 1,500 people to watch the show live. People are running back to God because we're going through very, very tough situations right now because of our leadership. God has that leadership in place right now so that we as people can wake up. This country needed an attitude adjustment. This country needed an enema. And now it's getting it. This country was so far off the rails, evil, pompous, selfish, manipulative, lying, cheating, stealing, lustful, sex sells, everything. This country was heading towards Sodom and Gomorrah. It still is. God's bringing us through this so that God's people will run back to him. If there's no trial, if there's no test, then there's no testimony, right? There's no test. There's no testimony. And Jax just actually quoted Romans, what, 828? All things work together for good? Yes, it's true. Even things that you look like that look to you are bad. Even things that look that you look like are, are, are terrible. They're not as terrible as you think. There's good to come out of every situation. And instead of crying and complaining about Joe Biden stealing the election, instead of crying and complaining about the left changing everything, trying to destroy this world and bring us back to Sodom and Gomorrah, maybe start thanking God that we're here. Maybe start thanking God that we're here. Thank you, God, that we're experiencing an invasion of the southern border. Thank you, God, that we're experiencing inflation that makes it so we can't even spend money on the things that we used to. Thank you, God, for restricting the amount of vacations that we had and the amount of, um, the amount of uh, monetary things that we enjoyed. Thank you, God, for COVID-19 
and having this manu- manufactured, man-made thing destroy the world and uh, administer a coup on a duly elected president because now we're open to the, what the NIH is doing. We know what, what, what Tony Fauci was doing. We know what the CDC was doing. We know what the WH is up to. We know what the WEF's plan is. We know what the NWO's plan is. We know who's running the world. We know who's the corrupt. We know more now than we knew three years ago. Why? Because we were bought, brought through crap. And we need to thank God for that. God tells us we have to. Who am I to be? Who am I to say anything different? God tells us we have to. It's a hard subject, but it is true. Let's go to the um, verse of the day today. Again, giving in is not giving up. And I took the verse of the day from 1 Peter 18 through 20. Again, 1 Peter 18 through 20. Folks, now is the time that you must trust in God. If any of you, if any of you are mad for about what I said today, if any of you disagree with me on a, on a very high level, then maybe, maybe this show was for you to trust in God a little bit more. Andy says we have to overcome to be victorious. We have to go through a test to have a testimony. Amen. Here we go. Verse of the day, 1 Peter 18 through 20. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to do good, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if you sin and are beaten for it, you endure. But when you do good and suffer for it, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. On the battlefield, Generals and leaders have been known to let the other side win and have small battles for many reasons, whether it's to play psychological warfare with them or whether it's a strategic move to let them have this one as you gear up for the actual war so you make the decision to save your resources on the small battles. That is the first thing I thought of when I read this verse today. It's tied to another verse in Romans that tells us that we are to respect our leaders and obey their demands and rules, even if they are wrong. Why would God tell us to obey someone who may be evil, wrong, deceitful, rude, and corrupt? Well, my response would be, we have no idea what God is doing behind the scenes. And sometimes it's necessary for certain individuals to put on, to be, uh, to put on a pedestal in order uh, for a magnifying glass to be put on them that exposes who they really are to other people, like Joe Biden, Right? One thing I know is that people always win. The people, we the people, in any country, they always win if they revolt against their oppressors. Always, in in history. They always do. So they know that too. And there is a certain red line that if crossed and the people are aware of it for too long, they will revolt and they will win. Trump said something similar to this when he left the presidency on January 20th of 2021. He said that it's going to get rough and hard times are going to come, but the left will expose themselves for who they are and he would be back with more support than ever. Sometimes we have to let them win the battles and give in. Jesus respected the authority of the leadership and he didn't have to. Jesus obeyed as God instructed. The leaders that he knew were corrupt and evil and in the end, he won. That is the kind of respect the authority that I'm talking about here. Be patient. God is working. Jesus led by example. We don't have to like them. We do, however, have to respect their authority while working hard to expose their corruption. 
Food for thought. Food for thought. Again, and since we live in America, I'm speaking more broadly when people have like leadership roles, but living in America, our leadership role is our Congress and we must respect that and we must fight to change it. Ladies and gentlemen, live from America TV, LFA TV uh, resumes and continues with Ungoverned and Sean Farish coming up next. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Let's take you out with some great music called I Belong to Jesus, and I'll see you at 11 o'clock. God bless you, and thank you for being here. Have a great morning. I will stand my ground.